Welcome to Rise With Certainty, the podcast. My name's Jessica Marie. I am your host. I'm a woman's empowerment coach, spiritual business mentor, wealth coach, and manifestation queen. And we are here to bring you the conversations that will expand your mind and allow you to step into the best version of you yet. Everything you hear in this podcast, it's designed to expand you in ways that you haven't experienced before. This is where we do things differently. And remember, anything is possible. I am really excited to be jumping on with this episode. So I actually had a different episode planned for this week and... (laughs) With the energetics of the week, anyone that knows me and has worked with me knows I work deeply with the energetics of what's happening in the world with my intuition and share what I feel needs to be said. And right now, collectively, there are so many people right now in the deepest, darkest tunnel. And how I'm describing it is it's like a really deep tunnel. Imagine anybody that's been caving underground it's like underground rock climbing and you climb through caves it's called caving and when you're doing it sometimes it can get really small really narrow depending on how advanced the track is that you're doing and it can feel kind of scary when you're in the middle of it you will be we we like squealing around moving around pushing yourself through and through this tiny tunnel and it's so dark it's so dark right it's It's the deepest, darkest tunnel you can ever imagine and it feels tight and it feels uncomfortable. It feels like you're about to get stuck in there for the rest of your life. And while you're in it, you have that moment of panic and you go, is this where I'm actually going to be? Is this where I end up? Is this where it ends? Is this the whole journey? And in the middle of it though, you know that you're going to come out the other side. You have trust. And you're going somewhere so beautiful, an oasis, a magical cave never experienced before. You know that that's where you're heading. That's where you started to go. And in the middle of that dark tunnel, when it gets really dark and really tight and really squishy, you go, maybe I'm not going to get there. And it's that feeling. A lot of us are in that tunnel right now. And so if that's you, it's okay. Take a deep breath out. It's been really hard. I know. I hear it. I hear it over and over again with all my clients, with people in my DMs. I have experienced it myself. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, it's been tough. And it's because what's happening is we're shifting into this big new wake-up call of expansion, of next level, of next level. So that means, cool, where are you holding yourself back? What shadows are going to play out that are going to hold you back from that next level you? And it's this awareness which is going to split people. There are going to be either people that succeed and use this for momentum and there's going to be people that give up and drop off that you never see again. 100%. I've already started seeing this. There are people that have dropped off the face of the earth because it got too hard, because they didn't see a way through. And there are people that used it as this is just a moment. And what am I going to do to move forward? How am I going to use this and use my strengths in this moment? Those moments where things get hard is when you'll truly see your character, where you'll truly see yourself in those deepest, darkest tunnel 
those thoughts that come in because that's who you are and that's what's going to help you get through it. Okay. So I have this story and it keeps coming back. It just popped in again. And it's about a hike that I went on. And it was, dead set, the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole life. Physically, emotionally. So it was during my solo trip in Tasmania. And for those of you that don't know me very well, I haven't been following for a while. I had basically a year off. I quit my full-time job where I was very successful. I was basically project managing, brand managing an entire global company and I just went this life isn't for me I can't do this life that life of working my ass off for somebody else's paycheck to grow that didn't care about the environment that was not centered around people's mental health it was hurting my heart so I quit and I got a van which for me a little princess that was not what I thought saw on the cards for myself I never thought I would live in a van and there I remember I just started learning to surf and I had my little tiny Hyundai sedan super cute and it was like I loved it it was my car you know you know when you have it was my second car and it was luxury to me I loved it and it was packed with my surfboard a tent a camping mat clothes to come on this camping trip And I looked at it and I went, this car doesn't suit my lifestyle anymore. But you know what? This car doesn't match. So I put my ego aside and I went, what do I need that's going to support me in the lifestyle that I want? It was a lifestyle-focused decision. I know van life is idealized for a lot of people. People go, wow, van life is so cool. For me, it was never about the van life. I would have rather not have a van, but the lifestyle was what I was after. So... I had just ended things with this guy that I was seeing for about nine months and we ventured so many places together. He really opened up this world of adventure for me, experiencing Northern New South Wales and Queensland and camping and going on hikes. And it was an amazing opening up to being able to do those things and feeling strong enough to do those things. So when it ended and I was in the van and I'm single and I'm going, well, I'm still going to do the fun things, right? I'm not going to wait for a man so that I can live my fun life. This was a really big pillar in my life, which was, I'm not going to wait for anyone to live the life that I want. I'm not going to wait around and so that I can maybe one day live the life that I want. Hell no. It gets to happen right now. There is no reason that you need to hold back and wait a week or a day even. So I went, I'm doing it today. And I would go before I got my van actually like within a few months I went on my first camping trip on my own and it was to a caravan park and I pitched a tent in Byron Bay and it was crazy it was such an experience it rained so much and I felt so brave I felt so brave and I thought I can do this so I did I ended up traveling for what was going to originally be six weeks turned into a year and a half of full-time travel the last six months are a bit iffy so a year of full-time travel and I mean I did nothing other than explore new places swim surf climb mountains it was a year of total living and I met the most beautiful people from that experience I, I say to anyone if you have never experienced life like that 
it's a must. It shaped me to be this version of me and so grateful for that. And so where that led me in Tasmania, it's a beautiful place, lots of hikes, lots of nature. And I wanted to do my first overnight hike. I didn't have any of the equipment before I left to go to Tassie. My brother's an avid hiker. He loves it. He's He's super adventurous. He has everything. My brother is about twice the size of me. Okay, that didn't come into factor, but I'm going to mention that right now because that's going to come into the story later. He said, yep, take anything you want. You have to go through Melbourne to go to Teddy. So I'll be back. Yeah, thank you. I can borrow anything that I want. Sweet. Thanks. I took his backpack, everything, a tent. I didn't have a blanket. I didn't have a sleeping bag at the time. So I just literally brought a little blanket that I had in my van. And I did have some new hiking boots, bought some new hiking boots so that I can, because I, I love climbing mountains. Anyone how many videos do I have of me climbing a mountain? It's insane. Love it. Second to surfing is my favorite activity. And so there's a hike on the east coast of Tassie and it's 32 kilometers. It's three days long. Okay. Of course I can do it. And I even, so I checked it out. It was a really easy one track around a headland, basically. It's three days in the bush along the beach. And I've never done a long hike before, mind you. Never. The longest, probably a few hours, like a day trip. Never more than six hours of hiking ever in my life. And they warned me. They told me it was going to be hard. They they literally told me it's going to be really hard. It's really challenging at this point. And we looked on the map and they said, this point is the hardest part. And I was like, yeah, sure, sweet. I'm pretty fit. I'm active. I can handle a bit of hard mountain climbing. I'm thinking, do they even know? It should be fine. It wasn't fine. It was hard. I'm actually embarrassed to say this, but I didn't even have a water bottle. I just brought like old milk cartons that I had filled with water. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I was just going to go tomorrow and I didn't have any time to prepare because in Tasman, it's all like little towns. So I just prepared what I could and I was like, yep, this will do. Milk cartons disintegrate for anyone that didn't know. They don't rehold water. It just disintegrated. So the milk cartons lasted less than a day. And then I ran out of water. So I had a little 700 ml water bottle. Um, So the first day was about 12, 10 hours of walking. And it was okay. It was fine, right? The bag was too big. It was okay. And there was a point where it was like three hours more to the campsite. And then you have to come back. And I was like, I'm not going to come back. I'll just camp on the beach because I'm living this YOLO. I'm single. I'm brave era, right? So I literally... Walked up into the dunes, or a super flat, protected spot, and pitched this little... A tent is an exaggeration of what it was. It was a paper-thin swag. And it wasn't... It was little. It was like a tiny little swag, which is big enough for, like, if you lie down... And me, I'm quite small. If I lay down on my back, it's right in front of my face, the tent. There's no room for activities. And so, and I had my blanket inside the swag... It was like sleeping in a coffin that was paper thin outside and it was terrible. It was the worst sleep ever. I didn't even have a pillow. I think I was lying on something for a pillow. And so it was an uncomfortable sleep. It was hot because it's just polystyrene, polyester. It sucked. And so I woke up just before sunrise about maybe 4.35 o'clock and I just went, I'm not doing that again. I'm not sleeping in that again. 
And so I made the decision I'm going to leave right now so that I can do the whole hike today. It was, okay, of course, what else am I going to do? And I got determined as hell. And so the first part was fine. It was still kind of fun. It was still beautiful. And there's an option to climb one mountain. And I'm not going to say no to climbing a mountain, right? I love this stuff. So I put my bag down. No, I didn't. I actually took my bag up. That's a lie. I carried my big hiking bag up to the mountain. This And it was like, it was a scramble. It's a steep mountain. It wasn't a, up a footpath. It was a basically a rock climb up this mountain. So the most beautiful view ever. It was 100% worth it. Oh, I wanted to have a cacao at the top. I packed my bag so that I can make myself food, breakfast at the top of the mountain. Because what a dream come true. It was hard to carry that bag up the mountain. Impossible, actually. I got to almost the top and some guys were like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm going to bring my breakfast. <laughs> Just leave it. And so I left it near the top. And so I was exhausted by this point. This bag is too big for me. It doesn't fit me right. And anyone listening who wants to want to hike, it's important that your bag fits you. Okay. I have learned this now. I didn't know this before I left. Would have saved me a lot of pain. And so I come back down, still having a great time. So it's just beautiful views. Then the hard part of the trail comes. There's another mountain that you just have to go over. And I am wrecked. The mountain is not even a path. It was it was hard. It was a hard track. You're basically walking up an old creek bed just through rocks. I don't know if I can even explain. I'm not even explaining what it really looked like. It looked like it didn't look like a footpath. It was just the only way that there wasn't trees. So you knew that was the path. And every now and then I'd see a footprint and I was like, okay, cool. This is the path. But it was, it was a total guess. It was crazy. And I did have, um, download offline maps. So I know that I'm heading in the right direction. And so it's steep, it's rocky. I'm literally on all fours and it just keeps going up. It just keeps going up. And I am crying. I'm telling you, I am crying. I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm about halfway at this point halfway and my options are okay cool I can go back the way that I came or I can keep going forward it's the same amount of distance like it's the same what are you gonna do so well okay fine I guess I'll keep going forward I had never experienced my thoughts like this I was complaining out loud sulking stomping my knee started to hurt. I was running out of water. So I had, there was a creek to fill up at. So I filled out my 700 liter, milliliter bottle of water. And that was all I had for this day where, yes, I just climbed two mountains and there wasn't any sources of water until you finish. Yes. What? So I was having a sip, a tiny little sip every now and then. Just because I was so thirsty and I was in so much pain. Of anyone that doesn't hike, you're probably traumatized by this. It was traumatizing. Yes, I spent two days afterwards crying when this finished. I'm not even going to lie. So I experienced my mind. I wanted to give up. I've never felt that before. It was very hard. It was so hard. I had those thoughts. I don't want to do this anymore. This sucks. I I don't want to do this anymore. And guess what, though? There was no other option. 
No one was with me. No one's coming to save me. There is no reception, first of all. I didn't come with anyone. My one friend in Tasmania isn't going to come on a hike to rescue me. What am I going to do? I don't have water. I cannot live here. Until someone comes, I need to go back to the car. And so it was probably about 15 more kilometres by this point uphill. And I witnessed my strength. I witnessed what happened when I get pushed to my edge. And I started walking faster. I stood up strong and I powered through the pain. I walked the fastest I've ever walked. I powered through. There was no stopping. It was, you need to get back. You need to finish this. It was this. There is no other option other than to finish this. So you're going to finish it and you're going to finish it strong and you're going to finish it quickly because the sun sets in case you guys didn't know. So I was on a time limit. I think that day ended up taking, I left at 4 or 5 a.m. and I finished at 5 p.m. just in time for sunset. So I made it back to my car just before dark. That moment where I I seriously was going to give up. I don't, I've never witnessed my thoughts get that negative and that you're going to fail, this sucks. To go, I have found all the strength inside of myself to keep going. Right, And it's this that's inside of us in those moments when you think it's the end and you're in the deepest, darkest parts of it where you go, I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other foot until we get through this. And then you come out the other side. You come out the other side because that's where you were always supposed to come out of. And it's that strength that is inside every single one of us, which will shape you to be successful, which will shape you to achieve what you wanted to achieve. I Finishing this was hard and I didn't feel great about it straight away. Truly, I went into a campsite, I checked myself in and I didn't leave that one campsite, no reception, no nothing for two days. I cried and I cried and I cried. I was in so much physical pain. My mental pain was a lot because I just traumatized myself. And I felt that was so much harder than I thought. And now looking back, I look at that story and I think I can do anything. Because in moments when that tunnel does appear again in different areas of life, I go, if I can do that, I can do anything. Because I really didn't think I could do it. Imagine being alone in a forest, in it all alone, wanting to give up. And that's how sometimes it feels. Sometimes you do want to give up. Sometimes you do want to throw in the towel and you want to cry on your bed and you want to let all your problems become the biggest problems in the world. And guess what? It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve you to do that. What? Maybe you're not going to run out of water and die of starvation and thirst. But what you are going to do is throw yourself back. You're going to put yourself back into that darkness and you're going to stay there for much longer than you need to. You just wipe your tears and keep going one foot in front of the other foot. And no, this isn't gaslighting yourself. This is just how you get through it. This is the hard truth. If you, if you want sugarcoating, you've come to the wrong channel because this is how it's done. The most people that have been through the darkest times didn't tell you it was love and light. It was, I just kept going. I just kept going and then one day it got easier. You keep going until you come out that other side. But until then, it sucks. Until then, 
it feels like I am just going and going and going and I'm not getting anywhere. You know, just at the end of the hike, actually. Guess what there was? Stairs. Going down? I've just walked uphill. It must be going down. No, the stairs were going uphill. How was that even possible? I don't even know. It was terrible. Because just at the end, when I wanted it to get easier, it got harder. I needed to take constant breaks because my knee was in so much pain. I don't actually have good knees, which I've learned from this experience. It got harder before it got easier. Did at any point I give up? No. Did it have I at any point in my life given up when it gets hard? Freaking no. Otherwise, you, I would not be here. I would not be where I am. I would not have the success that I have. I would not be able to help people the way that I help people. Because I don't let hard times get in the way of what I'm here to do, of what the lesson is. And that's what's important. So if you're in a hard time right now, which, yes, there are so many, like, in living expenses and the price of living is insane right now, the biggest that it's ever been. Rentals are up. Food is up. Honestly, I'm surprised that as many people are surviving as they are. People are making it work. And it's crazy. It's insane. The rent that I pay for this place, I have a housemate, luckily, because it would be impossible without that. And that's the reality of the situation. It's a lot. And don't let it stop you from doing what you're supposed to do. Don't use it as an excuse. It's not an excuse. Did I tell you, oh, it's expensive, so I couldn't. Oh, it's expensive, so I just did this instead. No, you find a way to make it work and then you get it done. You show up, you do the thing and you make it work. Now we get to honor our shadows. We get to honor our darkness and move through it because you can't avoid it. You can't jump over it or skip under it. You go through it. You cry it out. You let it all out and then you come out the other side, a stronger version of you, a version of you that has compassion for where you've come from, a version of you that has the strength to keep going even when you don't want to. So the next time it comes around, because it will, because life is in cycles, you don't just avoid the downs forever. Life has ups and downs. It makes the ups much more enjoyable. Like having those ups because like when you've been down and then you go up, oh my God, it's so sweet. The taste of it after you've experienced the lows is so beautiful. And that's what that's what we're here for, to experience these things. So to experience that lowest, lowest low and to go, I got through it. I am stronger than I thought. Allows the next time for you to be able to be, go through it as well right? It, it allows you to move through it so much faster. So instead of it lasting days or a week, in my case, including the hike itself, it was literally a week, five days. It gets to be moved through faster. And I've been wanting to be more open with this because it's just not seen on social media and it's hard to share it, which is why I'm sharing it on a podcast episode so that you can really hear the depths of it. Because I, I have it often. I am a Scorpio. I am a textbook example of Scorpio. If you look up Scorpio, that's me. It is transformation. It is in a, in, just forgot what it's called. Rebirth. Rebirth. It is transformation. And that involves a lot of death. It involves death of the old to create something new. The experience of death as a part of you is something that I 
experience often and I know it well. I have a very close relationship with that aspect, the darkness, very close. It's now beautiful and I now love it. But it comes often, if I'm honest. I used to push it away and now I realize that it's it's just a part of me. It's a part of this rebirth process. It allows me to come through more sparkly. How many of you have been following me on Instagram for a few years now? You'll see the versions of me that have shown up and they're very different from the others. Like one version to the next to the next, it's completely different. It's because I go all in on, on this rebirth of letting go, of shedding, of crying it out and then taking the next freaking steps. So it's happened most recently, was quite recent actually, and I was crying and I was like, oh, here we go again. This feeling sucks. And I laid on my bed and I curled up into a little ball and I let myself cry. And I literally held myself. And something that I love doing is is just feeling held by God, spirit, universe, your angels, whatever you like to call it. And I really allowed myself to be held by this energy. And I cried and I held myself. I love just wrapping my arms around myself, truly. And you feel, you feel held. And... It wasn't long, maybe an hour. The curtains lifted and I look around my room and I see this beautiful space that I'm in. I look at my arm and I see my tattoos, which are symbols of where I've come from, of what I've been experiencing. I got this tattoo in Peru. I'm a completely different person than the one that I was when this last feeling came on. So it's a whole different feeling. It's just a little expansion. It's just a little bit of growth. It doesn't mean you're back where you were. It means you're actually moving forward. And so to feel it and to move through it, putting one foot in front of the other, are going, this isn't going to stop me. This isn't going to slow me down. I am using this to fuel me to be bigger and better and stronger. It is this feeling when you feel like giving up that you should keep going, that you must keep going. There is no other option. You can let it last weeks or months or years if you need to, or you can just let it out, all of it. And I mean, lock yourself in a room and feel it, truly feel every single bit of it so that you can move through it, so that you can put one foot in front of the other and go, I am stronger than this, that this is part of my story and it is not my entire story. Like just as me walking on that mountain, I thought in that moment that that was my whole life. Now that's just one story that I get to tell of my many stories where I've overcome things that I didn't think that I could, right? That is what it was for. It was to show me how powerful I am. It was to show me how strong I am. And some of you might really understand the metaphor and some of you are going to think I'm just talking about a hiking story. But it's much deeper than that, isn't it? It always is. And no matter what your story, no matter what your example is, the feeling is one that we all share. It's something that we all have in common, that we all get to experience because we're all humans and we're here to experience all of these different emotions, right? It doesn't just get to be shiny all the time. As much as many of us wish it could, that's not how it goes. We're here to experience it all, the good, the bad, and the in-between. It all forms part of who you are and what you're here to do. So if you are in that deepest, darkest moment right now, Remember where you're heading. Think of that oasis that's right up ahead. And it's so close, much closer than you realize. 
But if you go back or you let yourself get stuck there, you're not going to reach it. If you remember what you're doing and you remember where you're going, you will get there and you will get there with so much ease. You will look back and go, that was not as hard as I thought it was. Oh, that was all. Just a little bit of darkness, just a little bit of discomfort, just a little bit of pushing myself to my edge. And now I get this reward. This is your reminder that it's there and that what you're working towards exists and that you get to step into that version of you with absolute certainty, knowing that this chapter is helping you achieve that chapter. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys on the next episode.